pop it for me. Yeah, you know it's my favorite summer song. Since when? This is my theme song for this year. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Br- Br- Bruno gives me the entire life I need. <laughs> always, always. Always. Never fails. Yes. Pop it for me, baby. Hey, guys. And welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. Hello. On today's episode, we are dispelling all of the health and wellness myths out there that you hear on a regular and daily basis. So we're going to tap into waist trainers. We're going to tap into eating breakfast every day. We're going to tap into you don't have time to work out. We're going to dispel all the myths that you hear on a regular basis and clear them up for you and send you on the straight and narrow path to getting it right and getting it tight for all this summer theme music that's about to touch down. down. You still got to queue it up. We got to give them one more little dose of it because (laughs) you just... you just got to. Yeah. I mean, like, why not? Anytime during the show, if you feel my energy levels dropping, I just need you to cue it up real quick and just give it to him, like, okay. Oh. Hey. Pop it for me. Okay. Yep. That did it. I'm ready. Okay. So, any moment I give you the eye, I just want you to hit play and I'll come no back problem. to life. No problem. Production yeah. over here. Yeah. Bruno is what I like to call the. The giver of life. (laughs) Can you think of a Bruno song that don't take you there? I I mean, I'd like to think of him as like a singer producer, but the giver of life. (laughs) Am I doing too much with that one? Okay. All right. All right. My bad. Well, don't accidentally cue it up again because that'll be a problem. Huh? Hey. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) All right. Never mind. Let's just get into the show because I see you out of control. Okay. So, before we dive into the show, as always, wait, wait, what? Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I talk about something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, what? And be sure to stick around to the end of the episode where we introduce our new segment, Bridging the Gap, where we help you to identify the direct correlation between today's topic and your uh, career and or business as an entrepreneur. So, guys, my wait, what today? Is so ridiculous. Okay. Okay. So shout out to my client Tola, who I absolutely love. Tola has been with Professionally Fit for um, almost a year now, and she's getting uh, wedding ready. And so her uh, bridal shower was last weekend. Okay. And so Tola's bridal shower was last weekend in Dallas, and we had an amazing time. I flew out there and. Um, while at her bridal shower, I got to meet obviously her friends and family and things Mm -hmm. like that. So one of her closest friends is from Atlanta Mm -hmm. and we were all chatting up. And of course we got on the topic of health and wellness and, um, her friend was like, have you ever been to Atlanta? And I was like, yeah, it's been some years, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I've been to Atlanta and she was just talking about the club scene there. Why did she say, she was like, yeah, you know, in Atlanta at the club, she was like, you know how you have bathroom attendants and people who, you know hand you soap and right, paper yeah. towel and mints and stuff <clears throat> in Atlanta in the bathrooms uh-huh. 
they give you waist trainers. Girl, <laughs> if you didn't have a way what for this week, I mean, we could have just did something else. Don't make up stuff. I'm, I swear. <laughs> I swear. I said, wait, 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 wait. Back it up. Well, Stop. I said, wait, no, I, I said, don't believe you. I said, what do you mean? She said, no, you go in the bathroom to use the bathroom. My lady got mints, paper towel, and I can get you one of these waist trainers right quick to slip on before you go back out there on the dance floor. <laughs> they sell waist trainers in the, in the no, clubs in the bathroom. No, and la- no, we have not. We No. You're not going to satisfy me with a wait what? No, I'm not saying wait what. <laughs> because I don't believe somebody lying. Somebody got to be lying. Her, it's either me or her. Yeah. No, I'm not going I to. I was like, I don't understand. She said, yeah, absolutely. Oh, she said, it's that serious there. You, you got to be snatched. And you cannot dare leave home without your waist trainer. But in case you do, slip and off into that bathroom. That you do. Slip off into that bathroom. And the bathroom attendant just got waist trainers waiting on you. I said, make it stop. It's too much. I don't know when you know you've had enough with America, but I'm done. I'm packing my bags. I'm out of here. Please. You ain't leaving me behind. <laughs> that's, that's too much. That's... I mean, how superficial are we going to get? Like, how far are we going to go with the desperate, you know, the desperation of wanting to look a certain way without working for it? Like, when is it going to stop? <laughs> you know what? Our problem is we have not... All these years, and we still have not learned to laugh at stuff. And if you really think about it, it's almost <laughs> knee slapping. <laughs> Hilarious. Like, oh, never mind, girl. Just in the, you want to, okay, just run in the bathroom, get your waist trainer. It's all good. No, I'm not taking you back home, but yeah. you just pull up. Just pull up. Wow. Wow, right? Yeah, it's all yeah. good. Yep. It's all good. I'm not going to get mad. It's all good. Okay. Just do you. Well, all right. So, my way, what is, um, so I'm in the kitchen at work and I hear two friends in the kitchen and this girl, she's probably in her twenties and she's talking to her friend. She's like, yeah, you know, it was like Monday or something. It was like the weekend just passed. She was like, yeah, I was with my mom and I was, you know, trying to make her feel good. And, you know, she was down and, you know, me and the, my brother, we are, you know, no longer at home. And, you know, my mother's kind of sad and everything cause she doesn't feel needed anymore. So I was trying to make her you know, just spend some time with her and make her feel good and things like that. She's like, I feel so bad for her because it's like, you know, when your kids are gone, it's almost like a marriage. Like somebody that's been in your life for so long and they're gone now. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing, I wanted to interject so bad. I'm over there like, wait, what? Like, give me your mother's number. I Let me holler at your mother. She needs to understand that she has a new lease on life. I cannot wait till my kids are grown and out of the house so I can get a whole different lifestyle of doing things and being in things and meeting new people and going over here. And it's more can be can be more about me. And I remember I remember quite clearly um, at my mother's home going. And my family, in case you didn't know, is from California. We moved here years ago. Mm -hmm. So all of the relationships that we have built Mm -hmm. have been friendships. There's no family here. It's just my sister and brothers and our kids. There's no cousins. There's no aunties. There's no grandparents. There's no nothing. It's just friends. Right. And, And when I looked around, this big church that was full of people, I realized that all of these people were relationships 
that she had um, built and maintained and had currently had. Like there was no one there from, I remember her when she, we were in high school and, or when we were in kindergarten, like at, in her 60s, 50s, she constantly built new relationships and did new things and mm. were in new groups. Mm. And that, that actually changed the type of person that not necessarily changed, but that's when I knew for sure the type of person that I desired to be. Like that became goals at that moment. Mm. Like everybody, she had a trip on the books when she passed away. Wow. She had a trip on the books. Like Jamaica was coming up in a few months. Wow. Uh, she had just climbed a mountain. She was in the group of Law of Attraction on the basketball team. And I, and people that were, when I looked around that church, these were current relationships. Current. Like, oh yeah, last week, we, you know. Right, I got stories from lunch last sto- Saturday. Yeah, like, I mean, because she was sick the last year, it wasn't that year, but like pri- right prior to her getting sick, these were relationships right then and there. And my way, what, is basically to tell people like, no, you don't, this is a new, fresh opportunity for you to live your life. I mean, I know when you have kids, you live your life right. to the best of your abilities. But I can't pretend that a lot of your energy, a lot of your time, a lot of your resources don't go into your children. And right. you do limit yourself intentionally because you, you don't like to be away from your kids like right. that. You know, when your kids are in elementary school or middle school or high school, there are certain requirements that they need you to be there for, attending PTA meetings or going to basketball games or, you know, taking them to their friend's house, doing group projects or, or things, whatever it is. But when the kids move out, they're going to be literally mad. Like, mom, where you at? We stopped by. You wasn't there. Right. Like, you out of town again? Wait, we want to see. Wait, like, call me. I might not be there. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have my own life and I cannot wait. I'm enjoying this one with my kids. But when, when our kids are grown, we are going to have a new life and we're going to have new experiences. And it's not, don't wrap all of you. Don't be sad because you're not needed. It's that's like, that's a new, like my cousin said, a uh, goodbye is just a new hello. Yes. So embrace that. Yes. I love it. That's an excellent lesson. Cause I think a lot of people, um, like you said, even though your kids need you right then and there, a lot of people put their lives on hold, yeah. but never, you know, push play again. Never push play. I was really shocked to hear that she was sad. Like, you know, and I was just talking to my other sister um, because there was um, a lady that was a friend of my mother. She's like 70 now and she kind of calls us from time to time and she's sad. Like she doesn't have anything to do. But this lady has her own money in her own vehicle. I was telling my sister, like, I will be in the Red Hats Club. I would whatever, playing bingo, like... You don't necessarily have to be, you know, climbing mountains, but right. whatever your limits are or whatever your capabilities are, whatever your finances allow, do that. Mm-hmm. But don't sit there and wallow away and whittle away at in your 60s and 70s and 80s. You know, yep. still still find enjoyable things and find new relationships and, and people to enjoy those things with. Yeah, when something's been a part of your life for so long, typically... When that part of you is gone, you start to die. Just like how you know how people retire and then die soon after. And that's another thing I can't understand. Me? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how not to work every day. I worked for the past 40, 50 oh, years. Geez. And now I've lost, I don't have a life. It's like, you couldn't pay me to, to die a year after retirement. The grass will never grow under my feet. Do you hear me? Mm. Never grow mm. under my feet. Catch me if you can. But if you can't, 
I'm still at the same number. That's the best I can do for you. <laughs> well, call first. Call for call. Don't don't assume I'm gonna be at home. Chances and are, don't assume I, I'm gonna have clothes on when you get there. Like you need to call first. I'm living, baby. I'm uh, living. Anything I'm living. could pop off. I love it. Anything could pop off. I told you I took my bra off randomly on the street last week. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> she cannot go on vacation anymore. Listen, taking your bra off is so liberating. I didn't even know how good. I mean. Despite the rapey looks I got from men and women, it was a liberating feeling just to walk down the street braless. And that's another thing that I want to tell you when you said it, because you was like you were tired of the bra, you just took it off. But you may have been mentally tired of the constraints that society puts on you. You know what I'm saying? You, you we're only wearing. If I had one. the music, I hit it. Look at you, <laughs> you preaching today. Really, you. It was wearing... a mental constraint, and it manifested in a physical way. Yeah, it it really did. The freedom of saying, you know what, society says I have to, but I really don't. I don't have to. So physically, you 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 took the constraints off, and mentally, you took the constraints off. Look at you. Girl, you digging a day. Let me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Condo women. I mean, hey. <laughs> Jump in a Cadillac. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I love it. That was so perfect, though. Because that's exactly how I felt. And I was just felt so free. And you know, immediately after I took my bra off, I went to this sculpture garden. So it was outdoors with all these beautiful sculptures. And I put my purse on the ground and laid on the grass and just looked up at the sky. It was just so hippie times 10. And I was just like, wow. Like, just breathed in the fresh air, looked at the endless sky. I didn't see all the people walking past me. I'm just in the middle of the sculptures, just like. Yeah. And and it's so funny because clothes are a new thing. Like, I find myself, all like, a lot of times wishing that I was, like, back in the day when people wore like two leaves like and just was like fearful like I feel more comfortable like that but it's so you're considered you know I don't know Taboo. Where, you're yeah yeah like you're weird. an outlier if you you know you become yeah, a like nudist or you yeah like I kind of don't want to I kind of don't want to but you know it's, it's it's a large community of people like that you know what I mean when you're gonna get to your place you find your tribe and it's you will just be there you'll get there because you you already out of control a little bit I know, many, yeah. Yeah, because by the time the kids get of age, your dress going to be down to your butt. Yeah, I, yeah. I may or may not. How many more piercings you going to have? I'm not going to be able to take it, quite frankly. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm trying to get I like have you. To live like I got to start snatching my bras off now so I can be at <laughs> so your we level. Can, right. <laughs> you still be able to understand and communicate. Absolutely. I'm starting to feel a little bit more free, more free every the, the, as I get older. And what's funny is I'm getting older, but I'm starting to look better. But I'm looking better. Mm. So I'm aging. And I'm getting more beautiful, more comfortable in my skin. Mm. My body's looking better. Mm. And I'm understanding that I don't have to live like everybody says I have to live. Please say it again. Hey, it, that's awesome. it, man. Listen. Don't don't you do it. Don't you do <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right. We can, we okay. can dive into Let's the dive topic. into the show because clearly we gotta get this podcast over so we can get lit. Okay. <laughs> That's that's what you're telling me right now. Okay. Turns out this is gonna be a three minute podcast. Um <laughs> But go no, on. we got don't hit me with the go on. So we got some myths we gotta dispel today, Jay, because in health and wellness, it is insane how 
much people matter of fact just when we were talking about how people feel like society expects a certain thing out of me i'm expected to eat oatmeal every day for breakfast or i'm expected to eat breakfast food for breakfast breakfast, you know and all of these belief systems Mm -hmm. so we're gonna delve into a couple of those today and really dispel them for you guys because you can do this thing on your own terms. You deserve to. And moreover, if you want it to be lasting, you have to. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I never forget when you posted a picture of your breakfast one day on Facebook. And everybody was like, wait, vegetables for breakfast? Because you had like asparagus yeah. in it. And people are like, breakfast for, I mean, you know, vegetables for breakfast? I, I don't think I'm ready for that. And it's like, what do you have to mentally prepare for to eat asparagus for breakfast like there's no preparation yeah. involved you know people i'm not there yet it's like where we're just eating food yeah, for breakfast your mindset of what you've been taught exactly your belief system of what breakfast is yeah and so let's talk about some of those things um right now let's just start with that one like getting healthy you know mm-hmm. transitioning to a health and wellness mindset and lifestyle um, breakfast. That's one of the first things people always ask us. What can I eat for breakfast? What can I have to eat for breakfast? So the first myth we're going to dispel today is you don't have to eat breakfast food for breakfast. You don't have to eat breakfast food for breakfast. Right. You know what I mean? You don't have to eat oatmeal every day. You don't have to eat granola. You don't have to eat a super healthy a tasteless dry cereal you don't have to eat dry toast or this whole grain bread everybody doesn't like ezekiel bread for example it's really dense to a lot of people it's really bland guys for breakfast you can eat whatever you want mm-hmm. right definitely you can't eat vegetables you can i had lentil soup for breakfast this, today like Breakfast foods do not have to come in some perfect little box. It doesn't have to. Lisa, what do you eat instead of eggs? What do you eat instead of sausage? Yeah. Like maybe what eat a salad for breakfast? Maybe that's what you want. You know, and maybe eat breakfast for dinner. Eat oatmeal. I mean, it doesn't have to go the way. It's still your body. It's still the same amount of hours you were going to be awake, and you're still consuming the same things. So you can switch it up sometimes if you don't want breakfast for breakfast. Eat something else, and it's still breakfast. And it's still breakfast. The only thing that determines whether it's breakfast is actually what time you wake up. Not even the time of the day. Because you might not wake up to 1 p.m., and that's breakfast time for you, right? Um, And and breakfast, keep in mind, is just um, keep in mind of the linguistics. It's just breaking, breaking the fast. So you're just breaking this extended amount of time that you just spent not eating, and now it's time to nourish your body. So breaking the fast doesn't determine whether or not you should have pancakes and toast or lentils and black beans. You just need to break the fast. So keep that in mind. That is the very first myth we're dispelling. What's the next one, Jay? Baby steps and wean, the weaning off process. So, so what's the myth? The myth is to to stop the addiction to something, you have to wean yourself off or you have to baby step it and mm. do a little bit of this and, and you know and reduce it. And reduce it. And just like in school in school, some people are visual learners, some people are, you know, you can you need hands on. Mm-hmm. And and the way you get all, stop being addicted to something, say for instance, sugar, is there's different methods. For instance, you may not be a baby step type of person. Maybe that's why you have not mastered it. Maybe you are a full-on person. For instance, myself, for example, I'm not a weaning-off person. I'm not a baby step person. I don't do well at it. Mm-hmm. If I say, okay, I can have some candy this month, I end up having too much candy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a person that needs to go full throttle and then you're, 
and then you can respect what you're trying to do more. You may need to go cold turkey. Everybody is not good at weaning off. And just because you're not good at weaning off something, that doesn't mean you can't be great at cold turkey. That may be something that you're better at just going full throttle, full on. So when you see somebody get off of, let's say, smoking cigarettes, they went from smoking a pack a day to smoking four a day to smoking two, and now they don't smoke. That worked for them. But you have to find what works for you. So baby steps is not for everybody. Mm-mm. Nope. I, I can't stand baby steps. And I, the reduction method, right? Just constantly reducing. And then what usually happens with the baby step method is they just get to one level and stay there. And they never fully go for most people. But some people do uh, well with the uh, baby. That's what I'm saying. You have to find what works for you. You right. definitely have to have a an end goal. Is to go zero. Yeah, because some people start reducing and like, and well, that's it. I don't smoke as much. Right. I, I went to. down to two cups of coffee to one, and now I'm at one mm-hmm. indefinitely, and that's the yeah. issue. But yeah, you're right. You know, and then some people do weaning, weaning, weaning until it's completely gone. Yeah. So basically, what my thing, my the myth is, you need to wean yourself off. That that you have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Do a thirty day challenge and see if that's better for you. Mm-hmm. I agree a thousand percent. The next myth we're going to dispel, um, and this is a new one actually, is protein powders. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. So you know, if there's no other supplement that most people subscribe to, it is protein powders. Mm-hmm. Like most people, everybody has a protein powder. Mm-hmm. Everybody will have a protein shake in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Or after a workout. And here's the thing, guys. You don't have a protein deficiency. I promise you, you don't have a protein deficiency. The only way you will have a protein deficiency is if you have a overall nutrient deficiency, meaning you're not eating enough at all. And you're and when I say not eating enough, I'm talking about third world, world country starvation. I'm not talking about, oh, I just only ate twice today. Uh, so... You, we don't need protein powders. So in the past, I've always recommended protein powders mm-hmm. to clients. And um, until I recently realized, like, why am I taking this? I get enough protein in my food. We've just been conditioned to believe by all these supplement companies, yeah. by all these celebrities, by Instagram, that we need to have a protein powder and that we should have a protein shake in the morning. And we believe been led to believe that protein is this big powerhouse macronutrient that we need excess amount of and the truth of the matter is excess protein um, your body can't use it's going to turn into a fluid called urea in your kidneys and it could actually lead to kidney problems kidney stones and it can lead to severe uh, dehydration so getting more and more protein is not good your body doesn't use it it only takes what it can use and turns the rest into waste so there is no need to continue to spend 35 40 45 dollars a jug on this expensive protein furthermore all protein isn't created equal if you're drinking whey protein that uh, milk-based protein powder you're actually doing more damage than you are good by creating all of that mucus and stuff in your body so, um, but so I've forever now have been recommending plant-based protein powders to clients, but, um, my views and thoughts are changing on that. I think I recently just woke up, right? What they say, stay woke. <laughs> I recently realized that I was just conditioned to believe that I should have protein powder, but for what? Why can't I just make a regular smoothie with my leafy greens and my fruit and my veg, um, well, here's the thing about that. So if you, especially if you're a vegan, uh, vegetarian and you aren't getting your 
your protein from a plant, I mean, I'm sorry, from an animal-based source, um, a lot of times for the additional, if you don't want to, say for instance, you don't want to cook, maybe you don't want to eat a salad or you don't want to eat lentils and you don't, you're on the go. Um, a lot of times I will put my protein in like a little baggie and throw it in some almond milk and there I have my protein or I don't want to, I'm trying to, you know, you need to count how much protein you get. And if you feel like I haven't eaten enough protein, okay, let me just throw this shake back or this little shot of protein back. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about that? Because it's not necessarily that you lack protein. It's that you're trying to get a sufficient amount of protein. And then if you put this maybe 25 grams of protein in this shake, then you're getting closer to the sufficient amount that you're trying to obtain for that day. Yeah, um... Maybe if you just lift it heavy and you have hypertrophy, but just everything that I've been studying, if you're not like this big, massive bodybuilder who does a lot of weight training, you probably get enough from your food. Because I know you, you eat quinoa all the time, you eat black beans all the time, and you significantly have increased your leafy greens. You get more than, I think you get enough. Like if you stop taking the protein powder, I don't think you would see any adverse effects like you do with your iron pills, for example. And most of our listeners aren't plant-based. So especially for non-plant-based people, if you typically have a meat... Oh, yeah, definitely. If you typically have a meat at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're constantly getting protein from, you know, either seafood, chicken, poultry, or fish, or, or, or meat, excuse me, then I promise you, you don't need a protein powder. You you don't. You probably get yeah, too I much. Yeah, I see that, especially if you're not plant-based. Um, I still... Well, since you discovered that protein shakes are kind of like this big marketing scam, scam. Yeah. <laughs> i had already bought um my plant-based protein and so i've been kind of going over like do am i gonna buy another one i don't know i know it is a big scam because there's no way you can make a plant-based protein but i can't just eat plants like what's the difference exactly that's the other <laughs> but, thing like, like why do I this need... is plant-based that means i can just eat the plants right i mean go figure right but i do like the convenience of one scoop bam 25 grams of protein let's let's go you know right so right. It, it's you know it's not necessarily that you will be deficient but of course we live in a the time where we like convenience you know we right. are in that era where convenience is just it trumps everything so right. all right or you can at least stretch it out you probably don't need it every day i don't day. do no i don't do it every day yeah. i definitely don't do it every but, you day you know some people swear by it like wait my I gotta protein have... shake in the morning yes and, and it's whatever. just not yeah. necessary and and check your and again your all quality proteins are they're not created equal because they are not regulated guys so me and jay could come out with a protein powder today and ask you to buy it tomorrow we don't have to get it clear by the fda we don't it's not no. regulated either so not a lot all. of times there's a ton of other chemicals yep. um in these protein powders you don't know what you're getting because nobody is regulating them so yeah. the only thing that they have to say um they can't say better yet is that it cures something. They can't put that on there if it doesn't, you know, if it hasn't been With any supplement company. Yeah, that's all. They just can't do that. And there's very little regulation otherwise. Yeah. Um, My next myth is the sweatsuits in the gym. These plat. Have you seen them? They're like silver. Or ridiculous. They yeah. look like a garbage bag, some of them, and things like that. And then, or people will wrap something around their waist in the gym to the help saran them. Wrap. The saran wrap yes. and things like that. The things they help help them lose weight. And the thing is, it does not. It absolutely does not help you lose weight. What it does is it helps you lose water quicker. And uh, so, if you are going to let's say a dinner and you want to drop the water weight 
and you don't plan on eating or drinking anything in that hour, you might <laughs> <laughs> you look good for you'll about be, an hour and a half. The moment you drink some more water and eat something, <laughs> boom, that's gone. Right. I will highly, highly, Somebody highly owe you a couple dollars for your yeah. You might want to return. Keep your receipt is what I'm saying. <laughs> Keep it, let it hang it dry. Keep your receipt. Return that when the weight come back in two seconds. You might want them dollars back. I highly, highly do not recommend. I strongly don't recommend those suits and those weights, um, whatever you call those wraps, because not only does it make you believe that you are going to lose weight, it's also dangerous. We sweat for a reason. Sweat is to cool our bodies down. So when you put this big plastic suit on, it actually traps the sweat and makes it stops it from evaporating. So now your body temperature is going higher. It can't be regulated so that you can so you can get sick. And pass out because you're too hot. The things are, our bodies are highly intelligent. If you are sweating on your skin, it is for a reason. It is not to be trapped in by some um, synthetic thing that someone made up in a laboratory so you, to help you lose weight faster. This is why you see so many deaths on, uh, on the news now. This is why so many people end up in a hospital sick because they try to go the fast route. Don't put on a sweatsuit. Mm-mm. Go to the gym. That's why they make uh, tank tops. Most athletic wear <laughs> is to let your body breathe. breathe. Right. So don't put on the, this is water weight. The only way to lose weight is to burn calories, to burn more energy than the calories that you have um, consumed. Yes. Consumed. So absolutely, that's the myth I want to dispel. Those do not work. Keep your receipt if you have purchased one or if you plan to. Yes, absolutely. And uh, furthermore, most of those things are placebos. You believe in them so much that they appear to be working. Look at my waist. Yeah, kind of like protein powder. You think if you drink it immediately after weight training you see muscles coming in right. quicker you, you right. right you see you wear a sweatsuit you feel like you're burning inches or off your waist is you're not guys you're absolutely not so like she said it's nothing but hard work that's always been the formula and that still remains the formula today <laughs> <laughs> um the next myth i want to dispel is ab exercises okay um the crunches and the sit-ups and my least favorite, the one where you hold a weight in one hand and that lean to the, the side. side. Okay. Listen, listen, ladies. Listen, ladies. Look, turn your music down. Listen up. Turn your music down. Shut up. <laughs> the, unless it's... My... <laughs> no, I'm not playing it. I'm not playing it. Okay, forget it. Unless it's Bruno, you get a pass. But listen, guys. Ab exercises... You, you could have a six-pack and never do an ab exercise. Your abs are built in the kitchen. If The only exercise that works for abs are pushbacks. <laughs> you petty. <laughs> Tell them what pushbacks are. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pushbacks is when you push your seat away from that table and stop eating so much. Pushbacks are the only exercise that work. Stop putting so much unhealthy food into your body. And that's how you reduce your midsection, guys. It is not a ton of crunches, sit-ups. It's not a ton of waist exercises that don't even work. And that exercise where you hold one weight in the hand and lean to the side, it actually helps to contrate... contribute to a more boxy look in your abs it doesn't give you the hourglass look that most of you are looking for but furthermore crunches and sit-ups actually uh 
studies have shown do more damage to you um, than they do good for your midsection. A lot of times we are hyperextending our neck. A lot of times we are twisting our back in wrong ways. Um, I, you ever see somebody trying to do crunches and they're just bringing their chin to their chest? They're just bringing their chin to their chest repeatedly, working their neck more than they are their their yeah, their definitely. stomach. Oh, you've even seen. I've even done sit-ups before, and my neck will hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they're straining all of these muscles, and you might get a little. Um, you might get a little. A little. You you get that feeling in your core, like you're working those muscles, and so you feel like it's working. But what you're doing is you're building the muscles under the fat. You're not burning the fat. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not burning the fat. The way to burn the fat is through high intensity interval cardio and eating right. So please stop with all the ab exercises, guys. If you, I I have flat stomach and I don't work core. Like the only thing I'll do is planks. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing planks, you're working your transverse abdominis, which is the layer below the abs that we all see, which helps to strengthen your lower back. Mm -hmm. Um, so planks are great, but there's no need to do all these type of knee to elbow, um, bicycle crunches. And, you know, you could do them every now and then, but you're, I promise you, you do, you work your abs way more when you're running or jogging or doing the Stairmaster. Um, and when you're making a great choice in the kitchen than you do when you do sit-ups and crunches and all these waist exercises. Okay, so my next myth is salads are healthy. Now... Every time someone wants to lose weight or they talk about, you know, eating better, they always are like, I'm going to start eating salads. I've heard that a million times. And here's the thing. A salad a day does keep the doctor away if you do it correctly. Most people don't. That's just the uh, long and short end of it. Mm -hmm. When people make salads, they tend to start off really well, really amazing. Like, okay, here's the lettuce. Here's some onions and some carrots, and then everything is going smoothly, and then, bam, ranch dressing happens. I'm like, wait, okay, wait, no. no bam, wait. shredded cheese <laughs> happens. Yes. <laughs> then, and then, and then, not only are you doing shredded cheese and you're doing ranch, but then it's excess amounts of it. There's no measurement. There's no... You know, they're just freehanding it all. Let me just put extra cheese in. Oh, you know what? I like two different types of cheeses, and I like ranch but i need it i need it to be just covered in ranch and i need some sweetened cranberries on there too and some sweetened cranberries and then all of a sudden this healthy salad that could have been so perfect just went awry mm-hmm. if you want to eat salads i yeah i i actually um am going to start eating a salad a day no matter what i eat um because it is very healthy it's highly recommended However, you have to do it right. It has to be healthy. A salad can be just as unhealthy as a burger mm-hmm. if you don't do it right. Mm-hmm. And how do you um, do it right? It's by a healthy dressing. Lisa just made some uh, vinaigrette salad on her, I mean, vinaigrette dressing um, just by some, like, apple cider vinegar and a little honey and, and a few other things. She posted it on the Clean Plate Club. A little plug. Clean Plate Club, professionally <laughs> fit, Facebook. But you have to, um, first of all, leave the cheese off. Leave the cheese in the there dairy are. section in their grocery store. And before they ask, there are no substitutions. There's no substitutions. I don't do the fake cheese. Um, maybe, maybe once or twice a year will I eat uh, the processed fake cheese. But for the most part, I, there's no substitutions for cheese. You just There's just no cheese. And 
A little egg is fine, but that ranch dressing, leave the ranch and the cheese alone. And leave the bacon off. Leave the bacon off. Leave the fried chicken strips off. Anything fried, as a matter of fact. Yes. Anything fried should not go. I'm not, even though I am vegan, if you are a meat eater, grill it. Please, grill some salmon. Grill the chicken. You know, put some grilled shrimp on there if you have to have meat. Why put anything fried on a salad? What do what do you call that? Is that an oxymoron? That is an oxymoron. Okay, that's yeah. an oxymoron right there. So, salads are healthy. Yes, all salad healthy. No. Right. Right. So don't give yourself the big ups and the big credit because you ate a salad. Yeah. We we, we what a big win with your picture posted on. Like no, <laughs> right. that's not. And all I see a mound of mound of blue cheese dressing. Yeah. So okay. Um, next myth we're going to dispel is that. Um, eating healthy is expensive. Okay. All right. Um, and I think you've said this time and time again, Jay, is that eating healthy becomes expensive when you try and buy the convenient pre-made done for you healthy foods. Yeah. They definitely exploit uh, healthy people, healthy habits by charging us three times as much when they package it for us. Right. For sure. If something is pre-packaged for you, um, yes. Then when you look at it like that, healthy eating is expensive. But the bottom line is, if you're if you're buying whole foods and that you have to cook and prepare yourself, right? If you're buying whole foods, then it's actually much less expensive than eating bad. And moreover, if you are buying whole foods, typically the most expensive thing you buy is meat and dairy. Mm-hmm. So just think about how quick your bill shoots up when you scan that pack of chicken or that steak or or oh my god, some wild caught salmon or some fresh jumbo shrimp. Those are the most expensive things. If you were just to make a pasta dish or you were making, you know, a stir fry with like rice and vegetables, that's whole foods. That's not expensive. It's not expensive to eat clean. Yeah, it's expensive to eat clean and convenient. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you try and get what what is one kind bar now like almost three dollars yeah yeah that's expensive we agree but so check what you're buying it's expensive to save time and eat healthy (laughs) but if you were to make that kind bar with some you know peanut butter little almonds a little oats that'll cost you probably less than like 50 cents to make yep and you can make your own batch of granola bars and they're super easy and quick yep so were you yeah i just want to mention that eating healthy is not expensive because a lot of people use that as excuse to not transition but just like you buy all the frozen and canned stuff you can get all that stuff healthy without the salt without the creams and without the sauces added to it you can buy whole packs of beans and pack of rice and whole grains and oats those things aren't expensive yeah you just have to do the work to prepare them Mm -hmm. right so if you're talking about expensive with regard to time yes with regard to money no okay uh, my next one is uh, women, especially weights make you big. Yes. Weights make you big. They make you like a man. They, you know, all of those things. And it, it's so laughable to me. And I try not to because I know this is a genuine concern. But I just want to, like, roll around. In my head, I'm rolling around on the ground laughing. Because <laughs> I'm like, do you know how hard people go to look that way if they could just literally do some work for a day or two or a month and look like that everybody so many men and so many women would be walking around swole it would be ridiculous i understand you don't want to look like that but a lot of people desire to look like that so lifting weights toning up strength training does not make you big i promise you and like my niece told me 
She said, and she was laughing at it too. She was like, people act like they'll just go to bed and wake up one day big. Like you won't see yourself starting to <laughs> get a little muscular. Right. Like you just go surprise yourself and look in the mirror and be big. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like if you see yourself getting a little bit too toned, just you know, you know, you know, you can adjust your workout, don't you? Like I promise right. you, you're not gonna. I balk promise up you, not overnight and lose your boobs right. and look. No, like that's a lot of lot of hard work to look like that. So when trainers tell you grab those weights do some strength training do some push-ups what we are trying to get you to do is tone up that's it to lose the fat on your arm to lose the jiggle so you're you, to get some strength in your legs to right. you know raise that booty up you don't want your booty sagging exactly. that's all we're doing we're not trying to bulk you up everyone has their own idea of how they want their body to look it would be very presumptuous of a trainer to assume that you want to look like a bodybuilder we, we wouldn't do that to you. If you tell us, I want to look this way and I want to get this hypertrophy, which means you want to like get big, you want those muscles, you know, like you see, like bodybuilders have, then that's what we will do. But if you don't want that, we're still going to hand you those weights. Please believe it. But it's just to tone you up because strength and muscles are necessary to live a healthy, fulfilling life. There's certain every day, we call this functional training. I remember I had a client who uh, dropped something on the floor because she was an event planner. And she was like, I cannot believe I dropped it. And I was able to just go under the table, like bend down and pick it up. That comes from strength training. That comes from toning up her core. That comes from doing planks and getting her back strong, getting her legs strong. But she didn't have to think about that anymore. She had strength, muscles, functional training. is for everyday life. It is not for you to walk around looking like a bodybuilder. So don't fear picking up weights. That would make sexy. You know, what do they call them? Bat wings? Yeah. It gets rid of the bat wings. It gets rid of the back fat. It defines your back and your shoulders for those tank tops. It, yeah, definitely. It, it carves out your legs. Like right. Strength, like resistance training women, this is one of the most important things you can do in the gym. But speaking of functional training, that reminds me uh, one time, I think it was your weight what or something a few months back. And you talked about at a conference, this lady knocked your food out your hand. Oh, yeah. And she was so embarrassed because she couldn't bend down to pick it up. Right. Yep. And that, she, that she was just definitely she was so for out of, both of us. Yeah. I was really embarrassed for her. She was embarrassed in front of herself. It was just really awkward. Yeah. She was just so out of shape that she and overweight she that was she could so apologetic too. And her eyes was just like, sorry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, those are the instances you want to avoid. Um, just like every time, for some reason, people think it's okay to ask me in the gym, why are you here? And I'm like, I'm I'm prepping for tomorrow. And you know what? Since this is something, someone we all know, Rihanna and Beyonce, do not think for what the J-Lo's, do not think for one minute they, that they are not hitting those weights. They are most definitely strength training. Those bodies that you see that look great, they're not just doing a treadmill. Right. They are toned and sexy because they trust me. They are picking those dumbbells up and yes. they are hitting those squats and those lunges. Yes, they are doing resistance training and they look nice and feminine mm-hmm. and shapely and toned and defined. And, and and cardio won't get you there. Cardio will not get you there. You will lose weight with cardio. You will burn some fat and that's only if it's intense enough. But you will not get defined on the treadmill. You will not. And so you have to do strength training, ladies. And we promise you, no offense. 
but you don't even have the capacity to bulk up like that. You know, you, you're not even there because you're just simply thinking about losing weight. There's a whole nother mindset to develop muscle like the women's you see. Like yeah. there's a whole nother, these people train two times a day, seven days a week. A lot of these people have made careers out of training like that. Like they get paid to do shows and right. stuff like that. Like it's not just, they not just going to it the gym for 45 minutes after work. No, they're literally hitting early morning cardio, doing two a days, doing intermittent fasting. Some of them are taking supplements. They're carb cycling. They're, I mean, you have no idea. They're counting macros and measuring everything. It is not a matter of just lifting some five pounds right. weights two times a week. So trust me, the resistance training is an absolute necessity. Um, you got one more? Nope. Okay. Um, I have one more. And the final one um, is... When you know better, you do better. That's the myth <laughs> that we're going to dispel. When you know better, you do better. How untrue is that? <laughs> very, very untrue. And I do have another way. Well, it's real quick, though, but go ahead. Yeah, so a lot of us believe all we got to do is get the knowledge, get the education, and we yeah. seek it out, and mm-hmm. we go after all this information. The application just happens. Oh, my goodness. Information acquiring information versus application of that information is two totally different things when you know better you do not do better you just happen to know better (laughs) absolutely because i know a lot of people especially just from my own experience they know better they around me they see better um i often tell my husband i know he'd probably be annoyed but i'm just like if you literally took my hand and let me and just follow my every like if you mimic my every mirrored me mm. i can lead you to a healthier life mm. i can lead you to a, a better place in, in in your in your health wow so you know better because you live with me yes you see everything i do wow but but he still has his bad habits so he definitely knows right right but application application is a whole nother animal and so it's okay to know, but you need to keep those messages on repeat. You need to have something set up in your life. Your timeline needs to be filled with people who talk about being healthy and who are being healthy. Your friends and family, you need to have people in your circle who value health and who value wellness. You need to have people on your podcast list who, and who talk about this and teach this. Like, The only way I apply stuff is by keeping it constant in my life. I have to get a constant stream of this stuff to constantly be reminded because our lives and and our, and our, our environment, the noise is so jumbled with so much stuff that we quickly, we have no attention span. Mm -hmm. So if one person says something interesting over here, we're going to go that way. If somebody talks about Mm -hmm. this over here, we're going to go that way. And we look up a month from now and be like, oh shoot, I forgot I was supposed to be saving and investing. I forgot I was supposed to be starting my business. I forgot I was supposed to be trying to eat healthy. Like you have to keep that stuff in constant rotation and reminders in your life. Yeah, it's Sunday, but it's not a rest day. Let me get up. Like somebody should be on your timeline saying that. Your girl should be texting you like when we hitting the gym like knowing better and doing is two different things and so just because you learned it two months ago but haven't heard it seen it or felt it since then you're not gonna apply it right yeah but if somebody brings it up you're gonna be like oh yeah i knew that yeah and that was our biggest thing with the um you know the professionally fit live events we would say all this stuff and drop all these nuggets and we would preach our hearts away and then people will walk away so empowered, like, yes, I am changing my life. What you said, it just hit home. And oh my God, not only am I doing it, my whole, my, I'm going to talk to my family. And everybody just was, oh, that was awesome. 
You see them two, three weeks down the line, they're doing the same thing. Why? Because that <laughs> feeling of, you know, that feeling left them. Mm-hmm. Maybe an hour or two after they left. They they didn't keep listening. They didn't get more information. <laughs> they didn't keep it going. It wasn't an ongoing thing in their lives. So it died down. The excitement died down. So, yeah, like she said, you got to listen to podcasts. You got to have stuff coming down your timeline. You got to have friends. You got to have mentors. You got to have all these things that's constantly, constantly like recycling the information and you making you forcing you to revisit that information. And then it becomes a part of your life, part of your culture, part of who you are. My last way, what? Or your last myth. I mean, my last way, what? <laughs> myth. <laughs> my last myth is that um, vegan vegetarians are just like miserable. People who don't enjoy their food. Or I thought you were going to say, or that they're healthy. Oh, okay. We can do both. We can do both. We can talk about being healthy first because that is definitely not true. I remember before I was a vegetarian, before I was a vegan, before I even cared about food and health, there was a a girl at my job who was vegetarian and she was really overweight and I couldn't understand. I'm like, she's a vegetarian. Like, I don't get it. And now I under all she ate was bread and cheese, bread and cheese, pizza with no meat, um, pasta with no meat, bread and butters and all those things. Because vegetarians just mean you don't eat meat. Right. You still eat cheese and everything. But vegans also can be unhealthy. Why? Because they can eat a lot of processed food. Yep. They can eat a lot of fried food. They can drink pop. They can eat a lot of pasta. They can drink pop. They can eat vegan um, desserts, baked goods. So don't let someone fool you into being health conscious because they're being, they may be doing it for the animals. They may just really love the animals. They may have went on a trip and seen the whales. Like I know never again. Am I ever hurting another animal? And they don't give a damn about their health. They're just talking about not harming the animals. <laughs> so don't, don't get it twisted thinking that somebody is superior in their health um, conscious, you know, lifestyle. Like, no, that doesn't equate to a healthy lifestyle because you don't eat animal products. Yeah, vegetarian vegan is not the same as plant-based. No, not at all. Nope. Okay, so now I want to talk about thinking we're miserable and that we don't love our food. <laughs> and that we eat the same thing over and over. And that we eat the same thing over and over. I told you a while ago when the girl was like, I mean, yeah, it's not that your food is uh, nasty. It's just that it's just not that good. I was like, what? Wait! <laughs> no, come back. Come back. Let's talk about this. Our food, man, is delicious. I'm telling you. Now, I will be honest and say it is an adjustment period going from eating burgers and, burgers fries, and, and fries and steak or whatever to eating a plant-based diet. I will say that it is an adjustment. Mm-hmm. And you have to definitely get ready because a lot of times people say, well, what can I eat instead of bacon? Um no bacon. I don't know. Yeah, just no bacon. <laughs> That's the only thing you can do instead of eating bacon is to eat no bacon. But it's not it you it's so many recipe. I follow so many blogs and so many things on Instagram that have all I mean, follow some vegans on Instagram and Facebook and follow some vegetarian. You will see how many options. Or join a clean plate club. Or join a clean plate club. (laughs) (laughs) Once again. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. Lisa, um, because I'm doing a 40-day no-take-out challenge, I can only eat one meal per week for the last 40 days that wasn't cooked in my own kitchen. Mm -hmm. 
And one day I went to pack my lunch and everything, left it in my car. And since Lisa works very close to my job, I text her like, hey, I forgot my lunch. Do you have anything? And she brought me a vegan lasagna. When I say, <laughs> when I, I'm, no cheese. Keep in mind, this is vegan. This is not vegetarian. So we didn't have cheese in it. No cheese, no animal product. When this, when I tell you this lasagna was slapping, <laughs> I was like, what just happened to my life? Like, I wanted to be alone. Have you ever wanted to be alone with food? You don't oh, want yeah. nobody around. Yeah, like, don't talk to me. Please Turn go Turn the lights low. Yeah. Burn a candle. Yeah. Burn a candle. This <laughs> yeah. is some romantic. I feel in love right now. <laughs> it was so good. So we are, de- we're not miserable people walking no. around wishing we had meat. I remember a comedian said, why won't vegetarians, why are they always still trying to be like us if, you know, Jim Gaffigan. Okay. He was like, you don't see us like, hey, can I get the steak? But I want it to look like broccoli. <laughs> like, you know, because we'll get some some uh, vegetable, like give me the cauliflower, but make it look like a, a, a oh, you know. Some chicken bites. Some chicken bites or yeah. something. Yeah. But yeah, so but we're not, we honestly, we, we enjoy our food. We have lots of options. We, um. We have restaurants, we have tasty things. And yes, yeah, sometimes we do eat things that are fried. We have our cheat days and everything. So yeah, that's that's not what it is. We don't just walk around eating a rapid food. No, not at all. So finally, Jay, let's bridge the gap for them really, really quickly today. Um, because this was kind of a long one, but we really wanted to make sure that we um, you know, help you to dispel some of these myths because a lot of them you hear some of them you might believe some you might adhere to and it's just really important to make sure you're doing things on your own terms so with regard to entrepreneurship and dispelling the myths I just want to make it very clear um and again bridging the gap guys is all about us Bridging the gap between today's topic and your business and or career. So with regards to entrepreneurship, you got to do stuff on your own terms, right? You are going to see, especially in your own space, in your own industry, right? You're going to follow your competitors. You're going to follow people in your industry who are doing things a certain way it is absolutely imperative that you operate on your own terms and that you fact check excuse me fact check information don't just follow the crowd there's a ton of ways to get stuff done and there's a ton of ways to be successful in business and it is not always necessary to well I saw her uh she had a website up first and then she had the link that you signed up for her course or her class or her product and then she offered a sale. You don't have to take that route. You know, one of my clients who's an entrepreneur, she was recently venting to me about, you know, kind of the 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 path that she took to launch her business and she said, "Lisa, I realized that I did everything backwards and, you know, you and a lot of other people, you guys had your website set up and you had all these email lists and email marketing going and you had all this stuff set up on the back end and I just started doing you know my live videos on social media and then when I was getting people asking me for pay products and service and stuff I didn't have all that stuff set up on the back end and I feel like I did everything wrong and I had to dispel that myth for her I said no you didn't I was like you actually did it better than the rest of us I said the hardest thing to do in entrepreneurship is to get proof of concept which simply means that you verify that there's a market for the product that you're selling. I was like, you had demand 
for your product before you created it. I was like, that's brilliant. But what happened is she she thought she should have followed the crowd and she thought that she should have had all these things set up and all her products ready to go and sell and ship or whatever or her course is ready to launch before she even has students and that is the way most people do it yes but she actually was more successful because she had a demand for the product before it was created before she invested time and money creating something that god forbid might not might not have sold so listen in business Although you may see somebody doing something a certain way or believe, okay, everybody does this, so I should have this, or I'm I'm too old to start a business, or I'm too old to go back to school, F that. I'm dispelling all those myths for you today. You are living life on your own terms and it is imperative that you get comfortable and settle into your own skin because the way you do it is meant for you. And don't ever watch the crowd and think that you're possibly doing something wrong. Mine is pretty much the same thing as you just said, thinking that you were, you're too old or you can't go back to school. Um, something that I recently had to come to terms with at being 39 years old and just now starting nursing school. And when I look around my job, I know a lot of people think, well, this is it. You know, I have people there in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And I know for sure that most of them think like, this is it for me. I'm too old. I, I, I need to stick with I what I stay have. In this I nine have to, to stay in this nine to five. But you don't. You don't, you, if you ask the average person, how long do you expect to live? Nobody's going to be like, eh, 65. I think I'm a, you know, I think I'm going to be done I'm with it right there. I'm going to clock out at 68. I'm going to clock out. Yeah. That's about, that sounds about right. Most people are going to say, well, I hope at least at 85, 90, 100. Most people expect to live that long. But when you ask them, well, why, if you don't like your job, well, why don't you go back to school? Or why don't you start a business that you said you want to start? And you're 50. And you're 50. I'm too old. How are you too old? But you just said you expect to be here another 40, 50 years. Like, so pick a side. Do you plan on clocking out at 65, 60? Even if you did plan on clocking out at 65, you got clock out on this Friday and go never come back again. (laughs) That's what you you want to do. You got to pick a side. Now, I know, as for me, the, the insecurity of going into a classroom where these people are 20, 22, 23, and maybe even 30, and they make you feel ancient. They do. Me being 39 and some people being in my class are just fresh out of high school. But what I've recently learned, and I was just explaining to someone else, is that you have to find your place in that. I'm sitting at work around nothing but 21-year-olds, 24-year-olds, 25-year-olds. And I found my place in that circle, and, and I learned from them, and they learned from me. We all bring something to the table. So don't think because you're 50 or you're 60 that you don't add value to wherever place that you are. You belong there just as much as anyone else does. So if you feel like you want to start a business, start a career, start drop a career and start a new career, do that. And find your place in it to feel comfortable. You're going to add value to whatever you do. If you decide you want to be a doctor, Lisa just decided, what, last summer that she was going to be a doctor? And she's been nailing her classes ever since then. It's never too late unless you, like Lisa said, you plan on just clocking out. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? A final myth I want to dispel about entrepreneurship. You just made a really, really good point. And I have to say this. A lot of people believe. So let's say 
they do be bold enough to quit their nine to five and they go and start that company that then and follow their dream of always wanting to be a business owner and not you know being you know under the thumb of the man and somebody always telling them what to do right and so they go start this business and they become an entrepreneur the amount of embarrassment and you know just the thought of the business not working out and having to re-enter the workforce. Mm-hmm. I want to dispel that myth right now. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship is not necessarily an end-all game. Yeah, You can start a business and it either not work out or another opportunity comes up and you can re-enter the nine-to-five space. Right. Prime example. And I never forget when I learned this because I was shocked. That I was, podcast? No. Uh-oh. Our mentor, Steve. Oh, Yeah. He owned a company, a very successful training business, Trainer Total Fitness, for years, right? Mm-hmm. And his own mentor started a new business and asked Steve to come on as the national director of operations. Steve shut his business down completely, actually converted one of his physical businesses into his mentor's new business and re-entered the job force on somebody's payroll. You don't have to stay an entrepreneur. Wherever space you're in in your life, you can you can jump ship. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm I I might have professionally fit. I may have this company, but I'm already thinking about is this going to be a sustainable business for me when I get full blown into med school? Because that's hard work. I might have to re-enter the job force and be on somebody's payroll. So don't think that you know if you become an entrepreneur, that's the end game for you. Like it's not a negative thing to go. You're not going backwards if you go back into the workforce and. So that's really important. So even if you you're scared to take the leap or you take the leap, you can go in either direction at any time. Yeah, I know. I uh, heard a podcast. Uh, this is my final myth I wanted to dispel. I heard a podcast. Uh, she's um, she was an author, a, a nationally nationally recognized author, and she said this, and I will never forget it. Is when you have a passion and you want to start your own business, you have to really really think about that. She said, I did not make it my my sole income until I had five bestsellers. Mm-hmm. And she said, the reason being is I didn't want to put all that pressure on my passion. Yep. She was like, when that is your, your sole income, it takes, it makes it, it puts pressure on it and you stop loving it as much. My own personal journey with um, being an entrepreneur, I had my own clients. I wasn't working for anyone just uh, last year. And what it became is I stopped loving it so much. Mm-hmm. I, it became my, my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. It became pressure. Um, I needed clients. I needed people to train with. And I decided to completely go back into the workforce mm-hmm. so that I can continue my passion for it because I became so frustrated mm-hmm. um, with the up and down and the in, indecisiveness. And, and I was like, it's making me see it as a, a income or as a tool to feed my family versus something I really love. So now, and even now that I'm working a nine to five and people are like, Hey, you're a trainer. I want, um, you know, a trainer. I was like, okay, professionally fit Lisa A. Smith, even though I'm certified, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not ready to, I don't want to deal with people like that right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm perfect. Like we told the guy uh, that we met, um, what was it? We went on this, um, after work affair thing. Oh Yeah. And, and he was like, yeah, because you're busy, you got to start a business. I'm like, or not necessarily. Right. You know, just because you're good at something or you love something, I'm doing it right now for me. Yes. Doing this podcast and training my own body and, and giving nutrition information to whoever wants it for free is where I'm at right now. I don't even want clients. Yes. So it doesn't have to be necessarily an income tool for you. Yes. 
Yeah, 100%. When you give your uh, passion the responsibility of paying your rent, it changes it, it completely. It change it. It changes yeah. it completely. So yeah. you have to know that going in. Don't think don't think you have to just spend uh you just going to get to spend your days writing and uh yeah. just you know head over heels and everything you do cuz you need systems you need to make sure clients yeah, is paying you definitely. you got to do marketing you got to do bookkeeping you got to do advertising right like, right and i know full well that i'm going to get back into it and i'm still certified and i and i take classes and i stay on top of my education and i know that i'm going to um make a career out of it once I do finish nursing school, I am going to be a health and wellness nurse. But right now, I, that's not what I want. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you have to be honest with yourself about that and know the good and the bad. Because as much as I love coaching and speaking about health and wellness, I need days off. But sometimes I have to decide whether or not I can afford to take them. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's very, very important. Guys, I know we kept you today. Um, but I hope you really got some value out of today's episodes. And we dis- dispel, you know, many of those myths that you hear with regard to health and wellness as well as entrepreneurship and your typical nine to five listen hey wait a minute you ain't gonna let me wrap up this is oh come on As always, guys, you can catch this and all past episodes on our website at professionallyfit.co. We're back here every week with a new episode on Professionally Fit Radio. Until next time, be well.